hail our fair Riverdale. Register. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Riverdale Register. My name is Caitlin. My name is John. Why are we yelling? welcome to the Riverdale Register. I'm excited to be here on this day. Um, That's all. I don't know. It's raining. It's raining. In Los Angeles. I know. I was like, I I had this like terrible like fear. I was like, if I don't wish John... Like a safe drive. I thought that hours, was funny. I, hours ahead of time. He's not gonna have a safe drive. You're He's like, not be gonna careful know. on the roads. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I, she I, clearly, because she clearly needed to say this. Uh, and then on the way here, I'm like, I'm like extra cautious. Were you? Yeah. I'm oh, like see? heartbreaking early. Exactly. You know what? Honestly, though, I feel like me putting that in your head was good. Yeah. Yeah. See, so I helped. Yeah. <laughs> I helped today. What do we do now, John? Really, no genuine. Well, that's usually the first step is you ask me what we do oh, now. Okay, cool. And cool. then I tell you, uh, or I ask you about the title of this episode. So the title of this episode is Death at a Funeral. And there are two films um, made only three years apart, which I think is very interesting. Um, they're you, comedies, correct? They're like black comedies. Right. Like well, one, one is especially that. Okay, the first one is a 2007 British black comedy film directed by Frank Oz. And it is basically about a family. This is this. Wait, the is... British version is directed by Yoda. Yeah, what? Frank Oz is Yoda. Yeah, he's the voice of Yoda. He's a puppeteer. He was uh, really Muppets. That's weird. He was Fozzie. I didn't know that. I never knew that. Yeah, he also reads the will in Knives Out. Huh. Anyway, so basically, that's weird. The more you know, basically, the movie is about. Uh, a funeral that goes awry. There is blackmail involved. Um, and then that's the 2007 version. Peter Dinklage is in both of these movies. Right. In the 2010 version, Chris Rock stars. Chris Rock of recent Oscars controversy. Chris what Rock. am I watching this week? Uh, Will Smith slapped the shit out of Chris Rock. Oh my God. Yeah, I cannot give a take on that other than... I didn't watch the Oscars this year because I thought it was going to be boring. <laughs> so I chose to do that. I saw like a little bit and I was like, wow, this is a very weird and not great year of the Oscars. And I know. then I just hear about this and now I'm, and then I come back to the room and be like, hold on, rewind, rewind. Exactly. I got see. So I, yeah, I, uh, I think it's really funny that this episode happens to be a Chris Rock movie, sort of, kind of. But I think it's interesting where they remake British movies into American comedies. Right. Because it's but in like, this case, like... The sentiment. It's, it's also like black American culture instead of British culture. To be fair, I only know that Chris Rock is in this movie and I have not oh, seen no, no, any it's... of them. So, <laughs> so I, I do know that I think I prefer the Chris Rock version because I do not love British comedy. It's not terrible. Wow. I like certain things about British comedy, but it is never something that I will choose to watch. Ever. Okay. I okay. just feel like it's like, well, like, how can I describe this? Without without saying anything that'll affect any of our British viewers. Right, listeners. right. <laughs> I'm sure you guys individually are hilarious, and I do like British people. I just feel like the way that British comedies are sometimes are like, not as funny. <laughs> I don't know. I can't. I think it's just like a, a type of humor that I just don't ever enjoy as much as other people seem to. Uh-huh. And I try, but I just, I don't know. 
You know what I like though? I like that show Ghosts on HBO Max. The well, oh, the, the the British version. The British version. Right. Version. <laughs> the British version is good, and I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have you watched the Rose McIver version? Yes, and it's also good, and I like it. Okay. But I I I think that 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 kind of whatever British humor is. I know I know it's not like universal British humor is not all the same. Right. Are you talking about like dry humor? I think it's again, like, yes. again, just want to reiterate, you have seen neither version of Death at a Funeral. <laughs> right. But I'm going to say I'm Team okay, Chris Rock. talking. Um, seen neither version. Know that I don't like it. Uh, I don't like the 2007 version as much as I'm sure I would like the 2010 <laughs> version. And that's just me making a general claim. But like, look at this cast. Look at this 2010 cast. We got Chris Rock, Luke Wilson. Who I guess people don't get that excited about, but that's fine. Luke Wilson? <laughs> yeah, fine. Tracy Morgan. Dude, he's in like the top two Wilsons. There might be a third Wilson, actually. You're right. Wilson the volleyball. Right. No, that's top. That's top one. I told you, did I tell this podcast how there was a Wilson volleyball? Like, not not obviously Wilson is the brand of volleyball, but there was a volleyball that looked With like hand. Wilson. Yeah, I think we've talked about it, actually. Uh, on my street randomly for no reason, and I thought that was so weirdly, like, why was it there? Well, he like got, he, I mean, he was in the water. He was. He got away from Tom. Did uh, you cry? He might have gotten there eventually. Did you cry during that scene? Well, he's his best friend. Yes, thank you. I got. I. It's so sad. <laughs> and I was like, and it, you're just so powerless. You can't do anything. It's the ocean. I remember being so upset. And now when I think about it, I'm like, oh, he it was a volleyball. Yeah, I mean, you know, we had just spent a very long time we did. We did with spend the volleyball. It. I know, but it's just crazy. It's a wild movie. It is. It's really good. I really like those that era of films. Not like British films, which are only just right, okay. Stuff that came out during our childhood. <laughs> yeah, I really like that era. Yeah, I wonder why that stands out so much. <laughs> I know. By the way, guys, I'm sorry. I don't mean to insult any British viewers. Just, just, you just mad. your comedy. Just your comedy. I really loved Skins. <laughs> Had some See, funny moments. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and um, hilarious. And I really like Olivia Coleman. I think she is British. She's very funny too. Yeah, she's... Did you see Fleabag? No, I didn't. I know. I'm sorry. I know that I should have like my writer card taken away or something, I mean, like, or my like, like feminist card taken away British or whatever. Comedy that everyone loved. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm just saying. Is it funny if it's British? I don't know. Right. And what have you been watching recently? Degrassi. Okay. On HBO Max. Right, right. Rewatching old stuff. Yeah, from my childhood. Right. Yeah. Yeah. With my best friend of, of volleyball. Someone's in a comfort food mode. I'm literally in my pajamas <laughs> right now. You're not. I am. I am not. Yeah. That's fine. I work. You work. At a place. That's I, not my house. I work at my house. It's my favorite place in the world. <laughs> so, I love it. Anyway, John. This episode was written by Ted Sullivan person i'm looking up right now i bet ted sullivan is really cool i bet he does a lot of stuff and i bet he i'm just vamping <laughs> just in case you want you know some some et, non-editable yeah stuff ted sullivan <laughs> have you ever seen bye bye birdie have you <laughs> i feel like you would have been in a production of bye bye birdie were you not no i feel like you'd be the brother the little brother in bye bye birdie ed sullivan you know ed sullivan like the host or whatever. Yep. There's like a song where they're going to be on the Ed Sullivan show and the dad is like really excited. So he sings the song, Ed Sullivan. I don't know. I can't, you would have to be there. Okay. 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 This episode was written by Ted Sullivan, who previously wrote episodes, uh, Quiz Show. That was about the quiz show? The one with the quiz show. Okay. Killing Mr. Honey. 
That was when they killed Mr. Honey. Well, fictionally, remember? Cause yeah, it was because he's a great guy. Yeah. Uh, uh, and Fire in the Sky, which neither of us... No idea. <laughs> okay, okay. So let's read the description. The description game. Archie begins to recruit Riverdale's new volunteer fire department. Oh. Veronica comes up with a risky plan to support Riverdale's local businesses, while Jughead and Tabitha begin to unravel an old mystery. Oh, this is when... Veronica breaks the town with inflation or something. I think this is also the one where they meet like that one homeless guy who then immediately oh dies God, in the fire. That was horrible. That was so sad. <laughs> I was like, wow, okay. Like he didn't have to die. He could have gone to the hospital. Like if he's not coming back, like I didn't need to see him ever again. Uh-huh, yeah. You know? Rude. Hmm. Well, I see something intriguing, John. What's happening? This episode was directed by Tara Defoe. And I will go over to her IMDb. It is her only directing credit. Interesting. Tara Defoe's directorial debut. Proud of her. So who was she before? She related to Willem Script Defoe? supervisor, baby! Oh, that's cool. That's different. Uh, for those in the audience, a script supervisor is someone who's on set with uh, the script in hand. And, God, I, I don't like phrasing it, supervising the production. But they're really, like, they are the continuity department. They're making sure everything that the script specifies is achieved legibly on camera so like the nickus script supervisor is this like kind of kind of crusty lady who's like always taking her smoke breaks and is like really intense uh but you know she's also like the one who like makes this thing possible and a little bit like yeah this is this is what i'm working so hard for she seems like a cool person i like her she's yeah. kind of a hard ass though i love it script supervisors really do do a lot of the work that are, that like directors also have to cover. What if they just literally sat in a room to watch, like physically they watched the script and they just supervised it? But they're just the one who sits That's, around the yeah, script. Being they like, sit around, they're like, cool don't right touch it. So like when I'm printing out scripts for the production, yeah. they're just standing in the corner of the room supervising. Yeah, just in case. <laughs> like a lifeguard up on a seat. Exactly, don't fuck <laughs> Whistling with at me. I mean, just in case, you know. It's an important job, someone's it gotta do it. Someone has to do that. Someone like Tara Defoe. <laughs> uh, let's see what she also worked on. She was on some chilling adventures of Sabrina for an episode. She might have covered for who their usual person is. Not... It looks like a lot of TV movies. Yeah. And a couple of shows I've never heard of, like Mech X4. Mm. You, Me, Her. I think You, Me, Her may have been a polyamory show. I cannot remember, though. Mm. But anyway. anyway, very cool. Very exciting stuff. There are... Five plot lines in this episode we can get into. We got, is this going to be forever? We got, always ask for references. <laughs> What's Abigail like? <laughs> is this story good? And Kevin's big plot. Oh, man. I think we should start with Kevin's big plot. Okay, it's a big one. Yeah, it's going to take up most of the episode. Okay, we got, sorry, guys. We got to blanket out time for Kevin. So Kevin takes his dad out to the diner and says, Dad, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to New York after all. <laughs> remember that thing I did a whole thing about? I know. Remember remember when you offered me the position as your favorite deputy and I said, no, I'm going to make it in New York? Well, I have this baby I have to take care of now. <laughs> His parents aren't out of the picture. They're just worried. Uh, yeah. So... It's, like, does the baby live with Kevin? So I thought the best thing for the child would be that I start carrying a gun. Right, and right. I work for you. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Now I should become a police officer because that's how you keep the child safe because nobody ever has a vendetta against the police in this town. Right. Despite all the serial killers who specifically had that. And then and then Sheriff Keller's like, yeah, you could be my deputy. Of course. Give me something to do, give you something to do. You have no purpose, Kevin. Mm -hmm. I think it worked out. Anyway. So there are four plots left in the entire episode. <laughs> okay. 
Let's do Abigail. <laughs> okay. What's Abigail like? The same as Cheryl. Exactly the same as Cheryl. <laughs> like, not even trying to, like, hide that. And honestly, at first I was like, oh, she's not even the same as the Abigail from Rivervale. Right. Because she seemed much more malicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it turns out, no, she's just like that, too. Because mm-hmm. that's all canon now. I mean, not kinda, all of it. Kinda. But the stuff with Thomasina is. I think at but one But the poppy point... stuff is questionable, and the present day stuff is clearly different here. In that yeah. we were trying to discuss the present day stuff there, and we can't even remember if Nana was always Abigail, or if Nana had become Abigail, or if Cheryl was always Nana. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm trying to think. Let me let me go really quickly back into my brain. That episode, Cheryl was always. This is what it was. I figured it out. Okay. Cheryl was never. Cheryl never existed. There was never a Cheryl. There was never a Cheryl. Abigail used the name Cheryl as an adult because as as in 2022. Right, right. She, Abigail jumps into Nana and then dies. Yes. And then Nana isn't Cheryl, and we're like, that's that's worse. right. That's worse. <laughs> yes. Nana takes over Cheryl's body so she right. can have her youth. Abigail uses Nana's body so she can die and be with her beloved right, Thomasina. Right, 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 right. Yeah, right. But in this reality, uh, uh, Nana has summoned Abigail into Cheryl. Uh, I've I've got two reference points off the top of my head. Um, you ever watched the hundred? No, I know. We later have. later in that series, they have like these like uh, chips that with like whole personas uh, uh, saved on them like of, like, of like people in the past, right? And like one is inserted into Clark and like takes her over Very cool. for a while, and she has to like break free of a mind prison and like recover her mind. And the same thing happened for a while in Spider Man comic books. Oh, uh, Doc Ock. Oh, I Alfred know Molina was uh, dying and came with a last ditch plan where he put his consciousness into Peter Parker's body and it wiped out Peter Parker. And for a while, no. uh, Otto Octavius was Spider-Man. Uh, they called him the superior Spider-Man. Uh, he was trying to do it better than Peter ever that could. That suck. And then eventually, you know, uh, somehow, simultaneously as a new Spider-Man movie was coming out, Peter Parker returned and got his body back. Convenient. And I think Doc Ock has a body again too, so everything's square. I watched Homecoming uh, over the weekend. Not over the weekend. I watched it like last week. It doesn't matter. You don't care. It's a nice movie. (laughs) It's a good movie. I was so endeared to Doc Ock in that film. Okay. So you meant uh, uh, No Way Home? No Way. We Whatever, yeah. (laughs) I actually know. I I wated the Italy one and No Way Home. Oh, you watched watched them back to back? Not back to back. Just pretty closely together. Mm -hmm. Within like a week or so. So I, I hadn't seen the Italy one. Mm. This is what I'm calling it. What'd you think of the Italy one? It was fine. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It was just fine. It's okay. Yeah, I like Italy. It's, they were in Italy, It's right? probably my least yeah. favorite of the three. Yeah, it wasn't as... Yeah. But it was fun. Mm-hmm. It was like... I like the concept of Jake Gyllenhaal being in a movie. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. He should be on camera. Yeah, he should be on camera. I feel like, you know, he should be doing that. Mm. If yeah. only. Yeah. Some dream. <laughs> So Nana has to explain to Britta what happened, and it goes just like the conversation we just had. Uh, <laughs> then they talk about Jake Gyllenhaal for a while. Right, it's exactly that way. Uh-huh. And I'm just screaming, Britta, run! <laughs> yeah, Britta's like, I actually think my homophobic family might have been safer <laughs> than this. Okay. Britta's like, I guess let's just like hang out and see how this goes. Yeah, yeah, she is really, yikes, wow. And then Abigail comes in wearing like the most Cheryl outfit <laughs> a person could wear, 
And that really surprised me because I thought this was an opportunity to like change up the Cheryl look. But instead they doubled down on it. Well, they're like, oh, I can't believe I have to wear this slutty right. She's little like, oh, outfit. This is what I have to dress like? I mean, no, you can do whatever yeah, you want. You do have choices. There are stores. And like, <laughs> I, I Actually, are there? I don't know. I don't know. Does she have magic? Could she just magic herself some clothes? I don't Sabrina know. could. Yeah. That would be a good power. That would be the best power. I still wouldn't dress well, but that would be the <laughs> best thing ever. Nano, Nana, Nana's plan is to have Abigail take over Riverdale for her. Sure. So like, Na- Nana is like full on supervillain now. Nana, you're going to die kind of soon. Like, just like, let yourself enjoy this. Yeah. Like, I don't know, do you need to like take over something? What if she just chilled? If she went on vacation, go somewhere nice. I don't know. Go somewhere. Jesus. Yeah, exactly. You need, you need to get, you need, I don't know, a friend your age. <laughs> right. Right. What happened to your friends? <laughs> I just feel like you're you're just messing with a teenage, no, sorry, a girl in her 20s at this point. Yeah, it's a little weird. For what? It's also weird that she's, she's taking care of you your whole, like, adult life. Your daughter's still alive. Uh, 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 oh, sorry, your adopted daughter. You adopted her to marry your son. That was weird. So she's your daughter-in-law and your daughter. Freak. <laughs> yeah. I really love that plot line, though. I love it. I'm Unexplored. Like, that, right? I'm like, that makes so much sense. You know what would be great? So fucking. If out. Abigail found out, she's like, I'm sorry, you did what? Right, exactly. <laughs> I really thought that we were I'm on all the about good free side. love. Yeah. Uh, and you're not. You're no. my descendant. No. I, I think that Abigail's going to turn on Nana. Uh, yeah. I mean, clearly she does in this episode. She locked her name. Yeah. We'll I'm get getting there. ahead of myself. Yeah. First up, town council. She sees Archie and she's like, that guy looks like that Andrews guy I used to know. Convenient. Uh, and then Percival Pickens introduces himself, so this guy's back. Yeah, this guy's back, but does nothing ever. Abigail's like, did we have like a rivalry with this guy? <laughs> and I'm like, why would Nana know better than you? You are you. <laughs> but Nana does know better than her. And she's like, yes. We did. Uh, 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 and Alice is like, are you related to the Pickens from our history books? Because he is uh, bad. Yeah. And this guy's like, yes, but I am good while the threatening music plays under him. Yeah. He's like, we're going to make this town great again. So um, they're playing the long guy, long game with, with Pickens. Yeah. Here. I think he's going to be like the the villain maybe like after TBK. Mm-hmm. Like the next thing we deal I with. I hope he's a red herring, but imagine he's just a guy. Like Veronica opts in really early. <laughs> no, we're not doing this again. <laughs> Nobody liked that. Yeah, yeah, no, thank you. Uh, Tony enters the council meeting late, and Abigail recognizes her because she looks exactly like Tomasita. It's actually really cute. Yeah. I really liked it. It's it's a it's a fun bit. Yeah. Because like Tony wouldn't know any differently because she's like, yeah, Cheryl's still obsessed with. Right, videos. right, exactly. That's why I liked it. Uh, Abigail asks Britta about Tony. Again, Britta's just like nothing but help. She's like, oh, yeah. I guess this is what we're doing now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that she works at the school. What did she say? She said something really funny. Britta was like, you, like Cheryl and Mrs. Topaz dated or something? Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's funny. She doesn't know. I thought she says, but then she's like also telling about it later right i can't remember uh yeah because cheryl because abigail gets excited that they can date out in the open which is so nice 
You know. Well, I mean, you don't get to because um, Cheryl really fucked this one. Right, That's the fun right. part. She's like, Brito, what happened to this relationship? And Brito's like, I don't really know. <laughs> and I'm like, like well, I mean, there was like murder attempts and like yeah. a dead body she kept around the house for a really long time. Yeah, imagine if I was like, I understand. Okay, you're okay. right. I wow. will stay away. And, I mean, I love the. I would love the idea of Abigail being like just a better person yeah. than Cheryl across the board. It would be cute. I still ship it. Even though mm. it's not really Cheryl, though. So uh, Abigail and Britta go to Tony, pretending to be Cheryl, to formally adopt Britta. And then she, like, really seductively asks Tony to come over <laughs> to do the paperwork. And Tony's like, uh, can you actually meet me at the bar instead? Yeah. <laughs> a nice a nice social place where other people are around. I can't right. be alone with you. <laughs> not a public, uh, in a public space. There's a funny bit where Abigail uh, doesn't like beer and asks for butter in it. Yeah, is that a thing? I've never heard of it. Is this. butter beer, like... That can't actually be like we're putting a slap of butter into. It sounded like that's sound like. I mean, that's what she asked for. I just don't know if she knows what she's talking about. Imagine that's like a thing no one's ever done. Like it's not a it's not a. That's not what butter beer is. Butter beer. I I actually hate butter beer. Like the stuff they sell it at Universal. Universal, Yeah. Because you go all the time. I just don't like. I actually just got my annual pass, so now I'm available to go. But I yeah I do not like it. They used to sell uh, butter beer at the candy store I worked at but we're Lally and Pops yes Lolly and Pops I was gonna send you a picture of it because I went to Glendale to return something and I was oh. like oh Lolly and Pops did you go in? no yeah I, I, that's how it works yeah yeah no I did not <laughs> it was also just very crowded in that mall and I was just like I don't want to be here anymore but I don't like, think that was ever like a licensed product from from uh, Warner yeah, Brothers weird. either yeah. I just think someone at Lolly and Pops was like we can say it's butter beer and, and you're like yes like it was also fake birdie bots that we were selling Fake birdie bots. Yeah, every flavor beans. It wasn't like the official. Huh. Whatever. Interesting. I. Who anyway, would ever eat Lolly those? Lolly and Pops, guys. Check it out. Great yeah, store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Sponsored by Lolly brand. and Pops. <laughs> Tony knows, doesn't know much about Tomasina, and what she does say pisses Abigail off. Yep. <laughs> and then Abigail's like, she was killed by a warlock hunter. <laughs> and and I love how Tony is like, that's not a thing that exists. Yeah. You psychopath. And then Fangs comes over, who played the warlock hunter. Yep. Uh, last time. You know, good drama for Abigail. Can't believe this plot is happening in the show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Abigail leaves disgusted and pouts over Tony. That would actually be incredibly upsetting, though. Like, if that happened to you, that would be a horrible thing. Yeah. I wouldn't like that at all. Right. I was just like, I But get also, it. like, that's Bummer. not, like, a thing you can explain. Right, like, exactly. I'm so sorry. It's just you look just like the guy who murdered her ancestor. Right. And I know that because I... <laughs> I was really? there. I'm not sure. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where this is going. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. Do idea. you think, do you think this will end? Cheryl will get her body back and nobody else will have noticed a thing happened. I thought about that. I really do. Because who would know? Yeah, at this how point. How would they know? Truly, how point, would they know? She hasn't even done any magic. No, she also hasn't done anything differently than Cheryl would do. Cheryl is actually, has behaved more crazily than right, Abigail. they're like, they're like Abigail, uh, Cheryl's looking really sane right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. She's been so steady so and stable. So stable, so good, so normal. Well, uh, Nana yells at her to get with the program. This is about taking over Riverdale, not that uh, <laughs> serpent, what's she called? What's she called? What's like? Serpent harlot or something yeah, like that. bad thing. Yeah. And then Abigail's mad and makes the shutters go off, which is a very cool yes, bit that it they is do. Cool. It's probably, oh, there's actually two cool bits that they do. I don't remember this. the first the Archie Fall. Is really cool. Oh too. yes, that is cool. I only wish Tara uh, uh, could have gotten to also do a motorcycle scene with Jughead mm. instead of an off-screen motorcycle scene. That's implied. Remember how he has a motorcycle? Yeah. 
They used to go on motorcycles. They used to he go did. outside on this show. He did used to go outside. <laughs> Abigail locks Nana away. I assumed that Abigail would do something magic to Nana, but she just takes Nana to a room with hay on the floor, leaves her on the floor, and locks the door. Question, John. Why is there always hay? I don't know. Why? It doesn't seem like there's a barn. Yeah, there was. It's really just hay. a room with hay on the floor. Yeah, I don't. I never understood it. Thornhill. Thornhill. No. Yeah, but like, I feel like all prisons have hay, and I never understood why. <laughs> Where, all, where's it coming from? Where's it coming from? Why is it there? It sounds like a, a fire hazard, honestly. And then when Abigail is brushing her hair, uh, she sees Cheryl slamming against the mirror. I thought that was cool. And Abigail that breaks was very it, cool. And Britt is watching. Britt is like, oh, what did I get into? This sucks. Oh no! If only I had a father figure I could turn to in this time of need with superpowers. This town has so many redheads. Just a thought. Yeah, so per capita, people. it's got more redheads than anywhere else in the United States. The, the redhead capital of the world. It's Riverdale. All right. Where do you want to go next? Is the story good? That's the next one. Yes. But this story is good. It is good. It is very good. Giving Stories Veronica, about Veronica. Giving Veronica something to play with that's not business time. She might have been freed from some serious shackles right now. <laughs> Keep your eyes on the Veronica plot, guys. Mm. So Veronica tells Reggie the truth. At first I was like, is this too soon? Thought that too. But then I was like, well, no, because we've already got the desired effect of him knowing she lied to him at first. True. And this, this relationship is the definition of Rocky. If you open the dictionary <laughs> to the word Rocky metaphor, it's a picture of Veronica and Reggie kissing. I gotta be honest, I love them though. I don't know, it just works for me. There's something to me that will always be funny when um, they specify things happening in New Jersey and Hiram was found dead in New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's uh, John's hometown. Ex- extremely dead. They're talking shot through the back of the head and set on fire. So and you know what that means. He's alive. He's still alive. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> At first, funny, they said, I saw him, Reggie. He's been shot four times through the head. And I was like, oh. And then they're like, and burned. And I was um, like, oh, well, then now you have no idea. Exactly. <laughs> He's cool. like, could it have been a double? And she's like, no. And I'm like, yeah, of course it Of course it, it is. Why wouldn't it be? Of so, course it's a double. For everyone Rico. start preparing your Poe Dameron somehow Hiram has returned memes. Yep. It's, it's going to happen. Who knows how soon though? You think by the season finale? Do you I think don't, he planned the Anatole thing? I don't Or is he think... playing Hernando? Hold on. This is uh, all email action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Save this. I, I think he's alive. I think it's going to just depend on where they're going for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. I could see it happening in the final moments of season six. You just see him, and then it's like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. So uh, Veronica tells Reggie that they're going to be hosting memorial service, and the entire family is coming. He says, is Hermosa coming? She says the phone cord doesn't reach that far. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she feels like she can tell Hermione, but she doesn't want to tell Abuelita. Because Veronica, and Veronica still doesn't know how she feels about all of this right now. Mm, yeah. So whatever, just please no one put her in any intense emotional situations in the next couple of days. <laughs> uh, so Abelita comforts Veronica and introduces her to her new love interest, Herondo. I mean, sorry, her godson, Herondo. <laughs> I was like, godson, right? I didn't miss that? Okay, cool. I don't think that means he's related. No, so I feel like I always, so my my godmother is my aunt. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of common, but like not in every... It's not a rule. Yeah, it's not a rule. So 
I don't think they're related. I no. mean, yeah, this guy, it feels like he's being set up as a love interest. Yes, 100%. Uh, so I uh, hope they're or not related. just the most loyal capo a person could ever have. <laughs> Uh, and then they tell Veronica she's delivering the eulogy. Great. Gulp. Yep. Veronica tells everyone at the council meeting that Hiram is dead. Rabble, rabble, rabble. <laughs> Nothing really comes of that. Just, also, <laughs> nobody is like, nobody cares. I thought there would be like a cheer or something. Where I was like, oh, all right. Yeah, and like he tried to murder. <laughs> we like, all moved on from him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, we kicked okay. him out of town and we assumed that would be the last of it. Then he blew up Archie. And Archie's like, I'm actually good now. Yeah, I, I have superpowers. It's really been sorta. really good. Yeah. Yeah. Good uh, to know that six seasons was worth uh, this. Cool. I think this is interesting. Archie checks in on Veronica. I, this is a scene I just would have assumed the show doesn't do. Yeah. But uh, they talk about the one time they had planned to kill Hiram. And Archie's like, well, thank God we didn't do that. <laughs> well, no, he right? says we would never have actually done <laughs> right. it. We're not can imagine, monsters. Can you imagine killing him? That'd make you a terrible person. Right. Yeah, you're irredeemable. No coming back from that. <laughs> I'd never talk to you again. <laughs> oh, man. No. And then the next time Veronica answers the door at home, she has to sign a waiver for the Real Housewives filming the crew. The best, the best thing. I ever. was surprised they didn't go with the choice to shoot from the perspective of the Housewives filming crew. I would like take that a whole editing episode. style. Would take a whole episode of that. Legends Absolutely. of Tomorrow did that. That's very fun. They're in that. hell, and it's a, it's a hellish uh, uh, <laughs> reality TV show. show. It takes over their set. Every time I hear about the show, I'm like, is this show real? It seems so weird. Oh, boy, you you can't even imagine. And we watch Riverdale. I was going to say, if it's weirder than Riverdale, it's well, kind it's of more emotionally consistent. Than mm. The internal the internal logic runs better on Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, I could. Sorry, yeah. Riverdale. Sorry, you're crazy, but not in the same way. Yeah, you're the Cheryl of this of the CW, if you will. Hermione comes in, and it's just perfect. There, no notes. She's leading a real housewives table talk with Veronica and Kevin and Abuelita. Kevin's like, hey, I had a whole plot line. Does anyone want to hear about it? And they're like, no. <laughs> Veronica, tell me about your feelings. And she kicks everyone out. And then she confesses to her mom what happened. And, and it's almost like the mom, uh, Hermione is being so much a real person here that it's so sad what happens later. It's <laughs> like, crazy. Like... It's, but it is like the spirit of season one. Hermione yes. returns in this moment uh, uh, to to tell Veronica uh, that she was jealous of the relationship Veronica had with Hiram and how, I mean, kind almost from like the actor perspective, be like, once Hiram came in, all the plot lines were about yeah. Hiram. I was barely in the <laughs> show anymore. It was weird. I was aligned with him at one point, I think. I can't quite she remember. She tried to kill Hiram, too. I, yeah, yeah, she that? did. She yeah. did. She did do that. And the happy she was was their season one dynamic when it was the two of them against the world. And yeah, I like that yeah, dynamic, much too. much better. Yes. But will she will she stay? No, she's got to hunt down uh, people on the. She's what she who she what she hunt down? Uh, child predators. Oh yes, yeah. I was predators. like on the sh- on the Real Housewives. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I that's a Real Housewife. That. That's yes. the same crew. Yeah, right. yes. Yeah, she yeah she's literally taking down child predators. Right, and the then coolest. the next morning at breakfast, she asked Veronica to have that conversation again in front of cameras. This is very common, but you know, sad in, in reality. Too. Yeah, because the idea is like you know. If there's something that happens off camera, usually it's not so dramatic as I killed my dad, but right. it's like you ever, oh. you ever seen those like re- emotional conversations on reality TV where one one person seems really bored? Yes, yes, it's most of reality TV. Yes, it's like hey, can you talk about like your birthday party again, like here, and then you know, right? And also, but not the part where she murdered. Hiram. Right, right, not that right. part. No, no. 
Anatol shows up. Thought we'd seen the last of him, but now he's here to kill Veronica. And he implies it was a woman she knows. Apparently <gasps> shot through the head by Herondo. Okay, so Herondo is played by Zig from Degrassi. I Zig. forget what his name is, but he looks just like he did on Degrassi with like a little bit of facial hair. And he still looks like he's 16 to me. And I think it's very funny. He was a very, I don't, I think he does a good job here. Mm-hmm. But if he is going to be a love interest for Veronica, bad choice. Really? Just feels very young. Like, I don't know if well, it's he, maybe I my think bias. It feels like they're going for a young Hiram. Yeah, I Again. guess. Yeah. But like, this is more gangster Hiram. Right. Whereas uh, uh, Chad was business Hiram. I liked Chad. I know. Controversial he's, Well, opinion. he's dead now. She also killed Chet. She's got, she's got she's a body killed, count she's now. She's killed multiple people. She's rivaling the Black Hood. Yeah. <laughs> Not hard. <laughs> but yeah, that's crazy. I didn't really think about that. Yeah. Uh, Veronica thinks Hermosa did it. It was Apolita, convinced. He was he was ordered via phone. <laughs> uh, Hirondo already knows about the hit. How? He says he knows everything. Okay. Okay. <laughs> How does he keep it all from Abuelita? Well, he says it helps to see the world in shades of gray. Sure. That doesn't answer any of the questions, but... Whatever pushes Veronica into shades of gray Mm. is fine with me. Fifty shades of gray. There's fifty shades. That's right. Yeah. No more, no less. With Hirondo? He's a child. It's weird. He says no person is just one thing. And she's like, good. I'm a good person. Cool. That's all I needed. I'm a good person. Yes, it's true. (laughs) Uh, Veronica gives the eulogy. She talks about how Hiram did some terrible things, many terrible mostly, things, so many terrible mostly things. Mostly bad things. Uh, but sometimes he did some good things, and then she really reaches for a couple <laughs> of nice things. <laughs> She's like, like, he was on the wrestling team. My favorite was that uh, he donated to research in rare diseases. Yeah, that he had. <laughs> right, right, right. Yes, to save himself. <laughs> you psychopath, come on. <laughs> I loved how she's like, he was on the wrestling team <laughs> in high school. <laughs> 40 years ago. Right, right. Okay, cool. For for one portion, for four years in his life, yeah. he had a constructive outlet. <laughs> right, right. He, he, he dealt with the homeless problem. Man, man. I, look, I'm she, just saying. Uh, she admits she loved him to the end. And then she apologizes for everything he did and for loving her daddy kid. Camilla Mendes crushes this team. Amazing. The scene, Reggie, Reggie's crying, everyone's crying. Everyone's crying. Everyone except I'm watching for... this at home just like, this is like really good. Yeah. It's a nice moment. It's going to suck when Hiram is alive and this all gets It sounds like, but like, like this feels like so much proof that Hiram really was like this kind of like weight hanging around yes. this part of the show. Yes. Uh, uh, they do some recontextualization right at the end that I do kind of like, but still. Uh, Veronica bids Hermione farewell. She thanks Reggie for coming, <laughs> since none of their other friends did. Yeah. This is my favorite part. He's like, your eulogy really resonated with me. I love you. She's like, thank you. Yes, yeah, she said thank you. <laughs> I'm like, do they not say I love she you? She does not say I love no. you. No. And then her hundo walks in. Yeah. He's got a recording Hiram left for her, in which Hiram tells Veronica how much he loved competing with her over the years. So that was like the way they bonded together. Toxic as fuck. And he's leaving her the rum business, which is, Didn't I guess, he... where all of his money came from. Didn't think that he still had that. That one, the, what about the prison? Who owns the prison now? <laughs> yeah. 
what about like, Hiram Land? Yeah, what's going on? Does, she, he, does he leave for Hiram Land? In our head canon, did he leave for Hiram Land? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, the rum business is a front for Hiram Land. Well, he sells the rum yeah. at Hiram Land. Right, yeah. Okay, uh, works for uh, me. Yeah. Yeah, he's totally alive. It's a bummer, but that's okay. <laughs> oh my god, is that just leave us with Archie? No, we have no, Jughead we have and Archie and Betty. Let's do Jughead. All right, is this going to be forever? Jughead, okay. So Jughead cannot hear, cannot write, can't help but narrate all his scenes. <laughs> whole, all of his storylines is just everything else quiet. Cole telling us what's happening right in front of us. I did really like it, though. I thought it was a really cool stylistic well, it, it choice. It works for the for the ending turn. Yes, also, definitely. Super well. Archie asks if anything weird has been happening to Jughead. He's like, what, other than losing my hearing? Yeah, this is what I think. Archie literally comes over and, and he's like, I told I told Archie I lost my hearing. Didn't seem like he gave a fuck. <laughs> right? Like, that's oh, a Oh, Archie's attitude thing. towards Jughead is so weird this whole it's episode. It's so weird. He's not like, oh man, I'm so sorry, I'll oh, do it. Oh, buddy, you lost your hearing? What about anything else? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anything, like, really cool? Right. No? All right, never mind. I'll see you. No, no, nothing interesting on my end. Nothing to tell you. It's so weird. You wouldn't You wouldn't be interested. Yeah. Anyway, bye. Okay. <laughs> Gotta go walk bingo. <laughs> Jughead has to wait months for an implant, but also doesn't want to learn ASL if he's going to get an implant. And honestly, I'm totally with that. Well, that would be me. If I suddenly lost my hearing, it's like, all right, four months to get an implant. Do you want to learn ASL? I'd be like, I don't know. Maybe I'll suffer. Yeah, maybe I'll just... <laughs> that follow. sounds hard. No, it sounds really hard. It seems really, really hard. I mean, also, I guess it's like if you know for a fact that you can get some of your hearing back and yeah, I think it'll be okay. I mean, you know, it's right. so amazing if you can learn sign language, but I have no ability to learn anything new What anymore. if it's like if he, if he gets his, you know, if he gets his hearing back, then he can't hear thoughts. That's probably what's going to happen. Yeah. And I also, okay, I don't know how you feel about this. I think this is the worst superpower in the entire fucking world. I mean, for Jughead, it's amazing. Why? He's a reporter. Oh my God, no, it would be so terrible. It's like all you would hear about would be like things that people don't say. Uh Uh-huh. Which is all the things that- Have you gotten to the Buffy episode where she can hear thoughts? I know that episode, yeah. I haven't, have I seen it or do I just know it because we've talked about it? But yes, I know what you're talking about. Horrible. This is the worst superpower to have. In the entire world. I, at least for me. I mean, would you like this? I'm just excited for a scene with him and Kevin, because I can't wait to yes. hear what Kevin thinks when he runs into Jughead. Oh my god. <laughs> no, that'd be amazing. It would be more interesting. He's going to gonna learn all of the secrets he doesn't know. Yes, but like, oh my god, it's so terrible. I, it, I almost wish he were still living in Archie and Betty's house, so that he yeah. would have to hear them and be like, uh, no, no, and then like... Uh, I just think this is a terrible superpower. But it's a great source of drama. Exactly. Great source of, of drama for us, but mm, man. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't wish for the ability to read minds. Can I tell you a story? It's not a story. It's just, Can I recap a short story that I read a few years few years ago literally 20 years ago um literally so it was in a horror anthology and the story was about a magical ring it's like a vintage ring that this woman gets in a in a shop uh-huh. and she puts it on and she can read people's minds and thoughts but she learns that they all have like really negative things to say about her like her dad like is like oh my god this like fat slobby daughter i can't believe that this is my kid like all this horrible stuff so then she, you know, attempts to get the ring off and she can't. So she dies because she cuts off her finger. And then at the end of the horror story, the ring goes back in the shop 
and it's being purchased by a man who's planning on killing his fiance and he's like buying it for her as like an engagement ring or something and so she's gonna wear it and find out that like he's gonna kill her it's such a good story i'm not as describing it as well as it's written obviously but i always think about that and i'm like i really hope nobody feels this horribly about me well, but if they do i don't want to okay know. so the so the trick isn't that the ring only does negative thoughts it's uh no it just just works that way because yeah. i'm thinking of like horns right oh i haven't seen that but that's with daniel radcliffe and he has yeah horns. i've read it and I've, and I've seen the movie yeah both very good he picks weird things like not bad things such but... an interesting career yes yeah anyway weird i want to see things. the lost city Yes, that looks hilarious. I like it Channing actually Tatum really does look hilarious. Uh, and him as Randy yes. Radcliffe as a villain is fun. But in Horns, basically people can't help but tell him their deepest, darkest secrets. Because he's Cause the of devil. Because of, of his devil horns. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, kind, and, yeah. And so it's not so much that all of their truths are bad, but it's that the power only gives you the worst. I think that in this case, the ring just makes you read my, like it's just what oh, they're well, that's, thinking. That's, that sucks for her in her life. Right, exactly. <laughs> yes, I think it's just more sucks. I feel like that wouldn't be that bad for me is what I'm saying. I just think it's like, like, like people I would have some nice things to think. I wouldn't want, I'm sure, I'm sure they would think nice things about you, John. You would but, think nice things about me and I would it, think nice things about you. Whatever. It's like, John's the best. Caleb's the best. Just back and forth and back and forth. I just think it would be like horrible because not only would you hear things about you, but you'd also hear things about people that like, you just don't need to know. You know, uh-huh. you know, like I don't need to know about everyone's like. Sure, no, I would love the ability to uh, control it. Right. To, no, to, I would not want no. to not be no. automatically picking up everything. See, here's the thing: I read all the comments and I seek out all the comments. Yeah, how's that going for you? Really badly. Yeah. Really badly. So I don't think I could handle this. Yeah, you notice how I'm like I, not online much anymore. Yeah, I don't read the comments. I don't think I should read the comments. I do read the comments. It's hard to say. Yeah. Anyway, let's continue. We do it for you, fans. Just for you guys. You guys are mostly nice to us, actually. Okay, so not these comments. You're talking about on your writing. Oh, yes. On my writing. Right, because we love our fans. Yes. No, our fans are wonderful. Actually, we got a nice review where somebody said I was right. So that was nice. When? What? Who said that? Somebody said that. Who? I don't believe you. You wrote that yourself. (laughs) I'm the one who's right. (laughs) You'll literally never know. But actually, let me pull it up. But you're going to tell me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you'll never know if I wrote it or not. That's what's... Ah. Caitlin, you were right. From Kriwi3281. Not me. I didn't make that That says you were right again. Who is this person? (laughs) Hi, I'm a longtime listener since Do You Like Scary Podcast and filed you guys to the Riverdale Register. This is you. You I don't have social media, so it can't be me. I have Twitter. So this is the only way I know how to get in contact with you. I was reading an article with the showrunners of Scream Season 2 where they were discussing their plans for Season 3 and 4. I don't know how you were able to will Choni into existence, though I thank you for it. Apparently the showrunners heard your prayers despite your friends' views of Brooke being aggressively straight. LOL. But the showrunners' plans were to have Brooke and Audrey begin an affair behind Sketch's back during the season. Sadly, they plan on killing Brooke, Sketch, Maggie, Capacosta, and Audrey. Wait. Wait, yep. did you read this article? Yeah. Did. Yeah, Jacob sent it to us. Yeah. Right. I also right. sent it to you. No, but we haven't discussed it on oh, mic. Oh, we will. Yeah. I, I, I mean, right now, yeah. aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. I, so, what did you think? Okay, okay. So, for everyone... Um, <laughs> this Little, alienated sorry, so many sorry, sorry. For the next couple of minutes, uh, this is an episode of Do You Like Scary Podcasts. Mm-hmm. Do we have a theme song for that? No, John. It was very low red. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Do we have a theme song for that? So the so showrunners of Scream season two uh, uh, came out and explained their whole plan for seasons three and four. 
uh, and there was going to be a time jump before season three. Uh, uh, and Kieran was going to still be alive. I like that. They, they were doing, like, everything I wanted them to do. Yeah, uh, until. Uh, uh, which was, like, uh, um, new killer on the loose. Uh, uh, what's her name? What's the main girl's name? Emma. Emma. Wow. Emma. She's on Jack Reacher now. She's the best. Good Willow for her. Fitzgerald. Uh, she has to, like, go in Hannibal Lecter style and, like, talk to Kieran. Love it. To get the information to stop the killer. And the killer's getting all the main characters. Like, Crazy. everyone, we're like, they can't die. We're talking Brooke. We're talking Bex. It's just Kieran, Emma, and Noah at the end. And then they, like, kill Kieran. <gasps> and then the show, in within the show, someone yells cut, and they widen out. And then they're on the set of the TV show, Scream. And I Kieran's actor, no, this is incredible. No. It's incredible. It's the greatest idea I've ever heard. No. And Kieran's actor goes back to his trailer and then gets killed by a Scream killer. I can't. In real life. And then season four takes place in Hollywood about the actors who were playing the characters on the TV show. And they could have potentially gotten in Courtney Cox or David Arquette or any of the people from the Scream movies, which is uh, so rad and yeah. more rad than Scream 5 was. I wish they'd done it. I would have been so down. I I mean, I would have enjoyed it when I was watching it, but I, I kind of like the format as is. I'm not going to lie. I'm boring. No. I'm boring. It's, it's part of the Scream universe. It's like it's like a brilliant uh, a, a remix idea of Scream 3. Yes. I mean, yes. It's like a I, more clever Scream 3. I know. I just, I really want to know about the Brandon James stuff. And it's I want not to- real. It was never real. It was all dumb. I and I was right. <laughs> and I willed Brooke and Audrey into existence. They were going to, Brandon James was going to be alive. Yes. Which but, makes sense. Yeah. And it, it, I was like, whatever. <laughs> that was the least interesting thing in that whole pitch. I liked it. I liked that part. And whatever. then I got confused. It's fine. We'll never know. We'll never so know. Riverdale. So Riverdale. Anyway, back to the Riverdale register. Register. <laughs> register <laughs> hello everyone <laughs> no, we're back you. so we have five plots uh <laughs> wait did we finish the dragon plot no <laughs> no we okay, barely cool. started cool. Uh, uh so uh tabitha asks if jughead wrote it all that day he's like well i actually usually use music to write and i said really since name when? one time since when you've jughead? never once i've never never one time seen you listening to music while writing yeah sure okay uh, but the point is, he can't write now. And he tries again. And he gets nothing. Then he looks at his, his motorcycle helmet, and he's like, great idea. And the music swells. <laughs> and then we don't and see it. And we anything. cut away. And when we cut back, he's, he, Tabitha's mad at him, and he's got a bloody arm. He fell. It could have been much worse. Motorcycles are dangerous. Motorcycles are too dangerous, John. Don't ever ride one. I'm serious. Never yeah. ride one. Yeah. In the rain? Ne- never ride one ever. <laughs> oh my god, okay. Okay, Jeez. thank you. What about bikes? I don't like bikes either. <laughs> I don't. But it's like, if you want to ride one on the beach path, that's fine. Oh, great. Thank yeah. you. No cars. Right by the sand. Right by the sand. Not a big fan of it. Uh, Tabitha introduces Jughead to a man named Daniel, who also went de- deaf late in life and could maybe help Jughead. So Daniel gives Jughead pencils and paper to try writing, and then I get distracted because, weirdly, this is the opening scene. Uh, Jughead's wearing like the same jacket and oh, the same room doing the same task but they also his narrations is like oh and then I went to Daniel's office for the first time interesting so it just feels like some weird editing where they felt they needed to give an opening scene to Jughead that is weird that maybe that maybe wasn't there originally they might have found this in the edit 
uh, Jughead fails again. <laughs> and I like they say Daniel like gives him this graphic novel by Virgin. This guy's like, I don't fuck it. Uh, <laughs> read my comic book. Yeah, because uh, he gives him a graphic novel about learning to live while deaf. And Jughead just kind of looks at it for a while and is like, this could be my new thing. And then he starts drawing comic. He just rips this guy up. Yeah. Oh, you want it? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I'll Great make- idea, Daniel. I'll do your thing. Right. Right. I'll make comic books. Cool. Uh, and. Tabitha is so proud of him. <laughs> Do you think she's easily impressed? or Do you think that when Jughead can read her mind, you're going to find out Tabitha hates Jughead? <laughs> she's going to be like, huh? It's great. Yeah, well, I'm like, I what hate an your amazing drawing. It's a terrible comic <laughs> yeah, book. Why do you think a... you're good at this? This is so embarrassing. That's the ugliest fucking comic book I've ever seen. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> she it's sounds exactly. like Regina George in her head. Exactly. She's super mean. <laughs> she hates everyone in this yeah. town. I don't blame her, honestly. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jughead then hears Tabitha question. She left the oven on. It's the first time you hear Tabitha's voice all episode. And when he turns to her and asks her, she's like shaking her head now. And then he turns back and then she's like, did I leave the door unlocked? And then he turns around and he calls her Tabby, which is cute. Yeah. Uh, And he's like, are you wondering if you left the door unlocked? And then she nods. And we're all like, oh, you can hear thoughts, which is the conversation we just had about that power. Love it. Yep. Hate, hate, hate it actually. Yeah. Which leaves us one plot line. Always ask for references. Okay, so TBK has been unmasked. This is, man, this is the worst serial killer. No, like he's really good at it. Huh. But like, oh my God, this is definitely the way that I want to die least. Definitely. This guy? Yeah, yeah, wow. He's really in it for the for the fun of the game. Yes, yeah, fucked up. So uh, Archie has a crew over fixing the house and gives them safety talks. Meanwhile, in his own time, Betty's clamping his hand as far as po- as hard as possible with construction gear, and he's still invulnerable. One of their games. And she's like, hey, have you talked to Jughead? He was third in the blast, and he's like, whoa, you're forgetting a really important person, my dog, Bingo. <laughs> but yeah, I guess if I have some time, I could swing by Jughead's. Yeah. I forgot like, about that guy. How's he doing? Yeah, like this, yeah, like I feel like they just never acknowledge. He's not friends with Jughead anymore. No, no. He's like, that guy who's living in the garage? The guy from the diner? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh, so then that's when we have the Jughead scene that we talked about earlier. When we cut back to this plot, Archie's eating Cool Ranch Doritos. I love facing cool the ranch camera. Doritos. They're my favorite kind of Doritos. They you can eat are. them refrigerated as well. What? Yeah, cold. They're not bad cold. Is that like a thing that the brand... People do that sometimes. But is it like a thing the brand has promoted ever? I have no idea. You're just like, I once had a cold one and they're good. It's like a thing. I never knew that. That's interesting. I mean, I I guess I've, maybe like if I went to Subway and I put like the whole bag in the fridge and then they would be like cold. Yeah. I never thought of chips as like a neutral food, you know, like I I could eat them cold. I wouldn't microwave them. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Anyway, uh, Archie and Betty are like, ugh, sucks for Jughead. Uh, What are we doing? (laughs) What's our thing? (laughs) Uh, uh, And uh, she gets a call about Glenn being missing. With uh, Agent Lynn, who's becoming uh, more of a person. Good for you. Yeah. Uh, she delivers a package to Betty, who opens it to discover a foot. I think it's a hand. No, it was a foot. Oh, it was a foot? Yeah. Okay. It's a mystery afoot. Mystery afoot. <laughs> I really hope she made that pun. Uh, <laughs> imagine. Can you imagine if Betty's like, oh my God. She's like, that's really insensitive, Betty, actually. <laughs> 
I was watching this episode. Uh, Cosmo had a friend over who had like not seen Riverdale in forever, and so like we're watching these scenes go down, oh and God. she has like no context for anything. Zero context. Having the best, the best time of her life, which is really like kind of makes me step outside myself and appreciate the show more. Oh, she was yeah. like, "I gotta watch this." And you're like, "Yes," and you have. And to... I was like, ah, "I don't know." Yeah, you should listen to a podcast about it. Uh, Betty says. Trash bag killer, TBK, prefers to slowly chop people like Glenn up over time. Which means they could still save him. Not that they will. <laughs> We're not going to try that hard, though. She uh, And then not she says that, that she will. could see uh, TBK's aura coming, hopefully. Oh, she's been getting headaches earlier this episode? Yeah, it's like a thing. She's been getting migraines. Right. It's Her, her thing is far less clear than Archie's thing. Right? Thank you. I was like, I don't get it. Yeah. Sure. Uh, Betty passes out TBK flyers for agents to plaster around town so people can call the hotline if they see a man covered in trash bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, so... This will get, get it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now we're on top of things. <laughs> this man's walking around covered in trash bags. There's no way he can get away for long. <laughs> Everyone's going to have their eyes up for a guy covered in trash bags. <laughs> can't, can't possibly, yeah. Uh, one of Archie's guys finds palladium. Archie's like, oh, that's sick. That's super valuable. You should keep it. He's like, no. It's like, all right, keep half. He's like, Archie, I don't want it. All right, well, there's one more. If you find that, you can keep it. What's the what's the harm that could do? Right, right. Uh, and the guys see Archie drink hot coffee, no problem. And uh, that's when they're like, weird. Frank's whole role, role in this entire episode is to stare at things with great concern. <laughs> That's his whole thing on the whole show. Yeah. Frank has not really contributed anything useful to this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the other really cool moment is that Archie's upstairs on the upstairs landing when it suddenly cool. collapses under him and he falls and he's hurt. Remember how they said that the it was safe and that it was fine to do construction <laughs> in there? Oh my God. Yeah. Well, you don't think it was Dennis. Oh, oh, I didn't actually, I didn't think about it. Really. Mm. I truly did not think about it. Betty is awoken by TBK. Not a dream. I thought at first. Yeah, I thought it was a dream too. Uh, But he legitimately used Glenn's access card to just walk into the FBI station. Cameras in there? Who knows? Which they should have assumed would happen. They should have deactivated Glenn's card. As soon as Glenn was missing. Yeah, they're like, no. As soon as the hand came in, they should have thought of that. Or it would have been cool if Betty was like, gotcha. And then like everyone came in because they obviously something like that could happen. No, they didn't think about it at Uh, all. We did. They didn't. uh, uh, He came to town after hearing about the explosion. News travels fast. Yep. Uh, he threatens Archie. Betty, Betty says Archie can, Archie can kick his ass. Ironic. Yeah. So when Betty and Archie meet back up, she presumes that TBK is immune to her powers because because she didn't. They didn't go off. They haven't gone off all episode. Right. Uh, she has been getting headaches. Yeah. I'm like, okay, what does that have to do with it? Archie tells her about his accident. She. Calls him Superman, then asks what's his kryptonite to really get that conversation easily to palladium. Mm. Oh no, it's only a rare earth metal. Right. That's going to be everywhere in his life. Yeah. I mean, although the town is full of them and... Right, that's... There's confusing. a point later where she talks about moving and I'm like, oh, Archie should just leave with her, but he just bought this house. Yeah, he bought this house that he really should have not had to buy, but oh. that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> now now he's got debt. Yeah, for no reason. He could have just lived there, but mm-hmm. okay. So Archie gives his piece to Betty. He's like, keep that away from me. 
And then behind <laughs> them, you see a shadow. Uh, but also a digital zoom and a really loud sound cue. Like, we get it. Show. Yeah. Actually, I'll bet that's something that, like, on set, they're like, it's going to be really subtle. And then in the edit, they're like, can we make uh-huh. it more obvious? And they made it really obvious. Yeah. So Dennis, the work guy from earlier, found the Palladium. Nice guy. Nothing bad about him. Then he knocks Archie out. I was Dennis! genuinely surprised by that. I, that earlier scene was like, okay, you've seen Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. No. No? No. Your case, my case, same case. Right. No, I've not seen There's it. There's a great part of the movie where there's like an early scene with uh, with the guy who becomes the villain. Okay. And you know that because the scene then ends with like, that was a fucking weird scene, wasn't it? Like, what's That's this funny. about? Oh, yeah. I wonder if that guy's going to be important later. That's the energy the first Dennis scene has with the yeah. play. I'm like, oh, I wonder if this will lead to something important. I was kind of surprised by Dennis, though. I really was. Just so betrayed by him. Yeah. He seemed nice. He gave him the, the Well, thing. he didn't have any references. That's true. Exactly. Always check the you references. Check references. Uh, Betty gets a call reporting TBK in Sketch Alley. She Ooh. runs down a guy. They're like, that guy is covered in trash bags. Uh, <laughs> we got him. He demasks and says, he's just a guy. And then he delivers the message, check the trash. Big Batman energy here. And then she finds a, yeah, it's yeah. just like the Riddler. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and she finds a, a, a hand in the trash. I do want to say, I, I wish it was like, did you remember to take out the trash or something like that? I could, yeah. I could, I'm just saying, TBK, here's some notes. Yeah. <laughs> to- yeah. Better catchphrases. <laughs> Archie wakes up in TBK's clutches. Ooh, good line there, John. Mm. Clutches. TBK <laughs> has been listening to them and knows how to hurt Archie with the palladium. It is weird. Like, he doesn't, but he's not like, holy shit, you have superpowers. He's right, just like, good right. thing I know your weakness. You don't <laughs> right. want to talk about why you need to know in the first place? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, Otherwise, I would have butchered you a <laughs> long time ago. I mean, I wouldn't have. We'd be done with, with this by now. Yeah, yeah. But then, uh, Alice arrives straight from dog casting with a new bingo. This <laughs> yeah, one's going to be great on screen. Bingo, right? <laughs> I think it's a new bingo. Yeah. Uh, t- they were. I'm sure the production was like, okay, so we have to get a dog this time. Yeah, real dog. Are you sure we can't just like have it off screen and oh, do like bark, 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 bark? In the, in the first scene with Bingo, uh-huh. I like looked away from the screen and all I saw was Alice going, "Bingo, get down!" And I was like, "Is there no dog?" <laughs> and then I re- I went back and I was like, "Oh no, there is a there dog." There is a dog. TBK makes Archie send her away, but she leaves Bingo behind. Oh, Bingo. Bingo comes upstairs, and Archie goes, Bingo, kill! And Bingo, just like just like uh, uh, your dog would. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Just like Stella will. Stella. Uh, Bingo, the super dog, pushes TBK out of the wall. I, like in Halloween. Can we just talk about how he taught him, or he has, he has his dog Gosh. fight? command right. still which i don't know if that's safe to have a dog <laughs> that's right that's right later later archie and betty are like well thank god do- lucky or bleh, thank god bingo was traumatized in the dog fighting room. <laughs> right. i was like otherwise I- he wouldn't have known how to attack that fully grown man yeah i was like i don't know i feel like that's a re- is a- can anybody say it to i bingo? was expecting bingo to also fall out the window and then like <gasps> heal himself yeah. on the ground <laughs> just like magic bingo mm-hmm yeah, Bingo was the hero of this. Well, we know who Citizen of the Week is. Bingo the Superdog? of course. Yes, obviously. Betty and Archie confer. TBK knows everything. Damn it. We gave Dennis full access to this house. <laughs> yeah, maybe they should like check for bugs and stuff. Like wires. And... You think he's the kind of guy who leaves bugs and wires? Maybe. I don't know. How did he know all this shit? I don't know. Did he fuck up the landing on the second floor? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. They know his face now. 
Which is huge, you know? Yeah, that's... I'm actually yeah. very excited that we have a killer whose face we recognize at a certain at this point already. I, if you showed me what Des looks like now, I would not be able to tell you that. I'm just saying, <laughs> we know he's not someone we already know. Yes, that's important. And now we we have just a guy who can act instead of... Yeah. Uh, uh, well, I mean, he still likes the trash bag a lot. Right. It's kind of weird that... Yeah. I kind of wish he He's... were, I wish he were like a little bit more camp, you know, like, yeah. like, like Mr. Freeze making trash puns all the time. <laughs> well, it's interesting. Time to take out the trash, Archie. <laughs> Isn't it weird that he like wears a trash bag mask and also his MO is putting people in trash bags? Like he's really right, committed right. to trash. But I want to know like, like, like if he had to write his like, his like story, yeah. would he be like, we're all trash. Right. I'm just the one who's being honest about it. I think that's a, that's really good. Wow, that's really deep. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty deep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they ask, "What about Glenn?" And Betty's like, "Well, I found his head, so I don't think he's gonna make it." <laughs> They're working really, really yeah. hard. Maybe can put him back together again, Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> so her plan is to leave because she thinks TBK will follow her. I guess Archie Archie doesn't even fight her on on he's, on her leaving. Yeah. He's like been there. Yeah, right. <laughs> we've true. all we've all skipped town because someone wanted to kill us. Yeah, and uh, he tells her to come back in one piece. Yeah. and that's the episode. Come back in one piece, not in a million pieces, because the trash bag killer murdered you. So you're cool. citizen of the week. Oh, bingo. Okay, hundred percent. And your your what the fuck moment of the week? Mm. I think honestly, Glenn's Glenn's whole dismemberment was fucked up. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. didn't even bring the actor in for this one. No. Do you think he knows? Do that. He was dismembered. I hope so. I hope somebody texted him about it. <laughs> I, I'm sure he has a friend who's like, "Yo, I'm watching Riverdale, and you got put in a trash bag. Right. All of you, different." Maybe ways. he was excitedly watching Riverdale and be like. Huh, they didn't bring me back for another one. I wonder if it's going to be like a drawn out case like our sister last week. Oh, oh no, no there dead. I am. There yep. it is. Cool, cool, that's cool. That's my foot. Yeah, fucked up. This is definitely the worst thing that's ever happened to anybody. So, <laughs> yeah. What about you? What about you? Hmm, Citizen of the Week, I also want to give to Bingo the Dog. Of course. What the fuck moment? Uh, I think when the, tri- the, the, the Veronica scene went from Anatole's back. Now he's shot in the head yeah. to now we're having a deeper conversation about morality between Veronica and this guy she just met. I, that was my what the fuck moment of like, whoa, this is yeah, not what we're usually doing over yeah. here. No, the Ver- Veronica's treaded in the gray for a long time. I guess, but like like this way of like, this, re- this again, this recontextualization of her relationship with her dad. Yeah. That I almost, that I wish the show uh, had maybe been more bald faced with. Like, like if it was kind of like, if they had like admitted in season two that they just enjoy the chase. Right. Uh, I would have been able to buy how long it went without any real consequences happening. There was that show on ABC called The Chase, which I think is very similar. Just a game show? No. Is the Shondaland show? Oh, you're th- yeah, you're thinking um, of the same thing. I, there might be, I think there also is The Chase. There's like, one with like the three Jeopardy guys. Yeah, like, I think that they're, is. They're trying yeah. to out, out trivia you. That is a thing also. But this was like, it was like, this woman was like engaged to this guy. He ended up being a con artist. And then she's like an FBI agent or something. And she's like chasing him around. It's kind of like that. Because it's like, you know, cat mouse. But, you know, there's like romance there. And this is for that. And it's a little weird. <laughs> and it's a little icky. But that's fine. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, let's hop in that rumor mill. Okay, so you have a theory I, I'm yes, very curious yes. about. So I'm starting to wonder if we're not in some kind of Weird bizarro land version of Rivervale now. 
Okay. And by bizarre, I guess normal. Normal but, version like, of Rivervale? Are we going to see a lot of the Rivervale things happen in new contexts, slightly remixed from the last time we saw them happen? Yeah. Like Cheryl, like Cheryl's possession, you know? Or, you know, someone tying Archie up and trying to murder him. Oh, yeah. That did like happen. Like, that happened. Yeah. And, and, and Tabitha, or Tony, sorry, giving away her baby to someone That's else. That's true. Shit. So, like, what else Yo, is there? Can I write about this? This I is mean, good. Yeah, you could write about yeah, that. Yeah. That's crazy. I can cite you if you want. Yeah, um, sure. Cite, cite away. <laughs> cite, cite your own podcast. Smart smart guy, John. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, John, he said this thing one time to me. Anyway. You guys got to hear this. I, <laughs> hey, internet. <laughs> well, this is... That's really interesting, but and I agree. I never really thought that's so true about like all these like little weird things are happening. Mm-hmm. I guess my question is, are we here forever? So 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 is Veronica's thing selling her soul, right? The ver- some version of the devil moment. Yo, deep. And Yo. the Jughead, the Jughead thing, he's getting into comic books now. Yes, I did notice that. I thought that was maybe a nod to something, <laughs> huh? I don't know. I don't know where it's all going because, like, either. those are all arch aborted plots in the Rivervale stuff. But like, clearly, they're doing yes. a more grounded version of similar ideas. But but I guess my question is then: Are we ever going back to Riverdale? We are. I mean, this is Riverdale. I just think Riverdale is doing similar things that Rivervale did. Yeah. I don't. It, like, it could be hints about what's to come, and it could right. get much darker, and there could be death. There's, I I'm curious <laughs> if it's like. I guess if that is and true, Percival Pickens, the devil in this story, you know, right? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of yeah, there are a lot of weird parallels. It's interesting. It's interesting that they didn't just extend then the Rivervale thing, though. So, I don't know. I I like that theory a lot. I, Riverdale I don't know. Might come back around. I think it. I I think it has to because of we don't have an explanation for the superpowers. That's the thing we that we still I, think it's the curse. I don't think so. We're gonna see if there's like, uh, like now that they've introduced weaknesses as like a kryptonite. Yeah, that kind of takes away my theory that like the powers themselves would be the curse. Like, I thought that be a dark yeah. side to them, but it just seems like there's just a weakness, like superpowers. Right. And now Jughead also has superpowers. I can't figure out what Betty's thing is though. My, I, I, I hope it's more nuanced than just auras of threat. Yeah, because uh, she already was able to figure out serial killers by looking at them. It, uh, my question is: so she thinks TBK doesn't pose a threat? She doesn't think her superpowers are gone? She thinks he's somehow immune to her superpowers. Yeah, that doesn't make sense to me. <sighs> I I feel like what makes more sense is if either her powers went away and she's unaware because she has this other theory, or he doesn't pose a threat to her because he doesn't want to kill her now because he's like obsessed with her or something. Did you notice also Dennis, uh, Dennis, his name, I think it's because that's the BTK killer in real life. Oh, no, I didn't know that. That's his first name. It's okay if you don't know all the serial killers' first names. I don't pay attention to a lot of serial killers. Yeah. True crime is more of a, I feel like more women. uh, More women are into true crime. It's because they Um, think they're going to get murdered. I also have a theory that maybe it's weird if a guy is into true crime. Right, right. (laughs) Makes you a little bit uncomfortable, to be honest. It's like, why do you like it that much? I know why I like it, but why do you like it? Just seems weird. Right, unless they're Thomas Hayden Savage and Oliver Putnam. Uh, only murders in the building coming back. Yes, we're so excited. That's true. There are two men that it's totally fine. It's fine. Those two men. Yes, exclusively them. I don't really have that many theories. I mean, we know who Trashbag Killer, killer is. 
I think Percival Pickens is going to try to create a utopia because that's what Deadline said. Um, I don't know what that means. I do have a theory that Jughead might be the person to figure out Abigail is Cheryl. Uh, or Cheryl is Abigail because he can, he's I still think Cheryl's going to like get, get her body back and like no one's going to notice. And I think she's going to get funny. really mad about that and then be like dangerous. It would also be kind of funny if nobody noticed and she keeps trying to convince them <laughs> and everyone's like, okay, Cheryl's just being so weird again. <laughs> Remember when she thought she was a witch? So weird. Yeah. Uh, I think if Jughead gets his hearing back, he'll lose his ability to hear thoughts. Yes. And he might actually have to make that choice. I think it's going to be very... I don't uh, really know where TBK is going now. Because, like, I would have yeah. assumed it would take episodes to build up to what we did. And I love how fast we got to what we did. But now I'm like... I, and I also love how much Archie and Betty have been this duo trying to figure yeah. out this thing together. Yeah, I like their scenes. She should take more advantage of him because he's fucking invulnerable. <laughs> she's not. Right, right, no. Well, she's, whatever. She's Betty. It, Palladium, as already established in your show, is not easy to come by. Right, it's the so like, thing, yeah. As far as weaknesses go, pretty pretty lucky. Yeah, though he is sitting on top of a mine of it. So. There's also no way to know if that's actually what it was. Like, well, my other, they're, all, they're just doing guesses. He never tests that theory. My other thought was maybe that all their superpowers are not real, but I think this episode debunked that. No, they're real because everyone saw him drink coffee. Right, right. <laughs> wow, hot coffee. Oh, uh, yeah. oh. Yeah. Too hot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what are you watching? You go first. I'm trying to think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure you did it. Um, I'm well, rewatching Degrassi on HBO Max. It is so oh comfort so comforting. Um, uh, what else have I watched recently? Huh. Oh, I really love this show. It's on Freeform. It's called Single Drunk Female. It is so good. It's a comedy about a girl who's getting sober. But it has like a lot of heart to it without being like overly heartfelt. Um, it kind of is like it, it takes sobriety seriously. Like the character takes her sobriety seriously. And it just kind of explores like, oh, what does it mean when you're sober? And like you're living in a world where like people consume alcohol regularly and you're trying not to do that. And she meets like people in her sober group and how she's like kind of navigating it. And the show goes... A full, it's only 10 episodes, but it goes through a full year, mm -hmm. which I think is kind of cool. So it's like when she first starts, she's like, oh my God, I can't believe I have to get sober. So silly. Oh, and the season finale, it's I'm she, one year sober. Yeah, she's like really, you know, she wants to stay sober and maybe not everybody who started out sober with her encouraging her on this journey is still sober. Wow. So it's kind of, it's really good. I, I highly recommend it. It's yeah. a really nice show. It's a quick binge. I also love Dollface. Season two of that is really good. Kind of similar energy. Really mm -hmm. good. I yeah. just finished uh, a Netflix cartoon oh, called yeah? Arcane, which oh, is based yeah, yeah, yeah. off of a video game I refuse to play okay. called League of Legends. Cool. It doesn't matter. Okay. The show's really good. The show has this animation style that uh, probably looks closest to Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, cool. uh, where it's like this very hand-drawn 3D model thing, and it tell and it's like set in a world that's like. A little bit like like uh, 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 clockwork, steampunk, magic, all of those things all at once, and just tells this like really, really well paced, long form story about like uh, uh, the people at the higher up running this city, the people at the lowest bows trying to survive it. Two girls who uh, who get split up, and like it jumps years later, and one of them's been taken in by like a psychopath and has gone kind of crazy, and she's 
voiced by the girl from Yellow Jackets. <gasps> yes, you're talking Ella Purnell. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then the other one, like, goes to prison, becomes, like, super strong, and, like, is recruited by police to help deal with the deal with the, the other first one, so and cool. she's Haley Steinfeld. Ooh, good cast. It's a crazy cast, and it's, like, a crazy, well-written, dramatic story that I, like, the season finale happens, and I'm like, oh, oh that's, that's the whole season. I assumed it would be a one and done, but it looks like it's going to be a multi-season Netflix show. That's pretty cool. You know, assuming they don't cancel it right away, but right. they probably they probably won't because it's for boys. Oh right, yeah, that's right. true. Right, yeah. That was the problem with the Babysitters Club. I'm really. And I upset. told everyone that. I'm, yeah, you told everyone and they didn't fix it. <laughs> yeah. I was really upset about that. That was a really great show, The Babysitters Club. Like I. Genuinely I know it's crazy. It doesn't. It. It's uh, that interview that the showrunner did too. Oh, it's I like really seething. revealing where it's like. I don't know what they want. Yeah. Because, like, this was huge. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't know what the numbers did, obviously, but... It's crazy that Netflix doesn't give a shit about about critics, unless yeah, it, it's I bad. Know. But yeah. if the critics give positive reviews, that doesn't mean it's going to stay. Yeah, I know. It really, really doesn't. But it's sad, because it's like, when it comes to the Babysitter's Club, I feel like that show would have found an audience. Sure, you know? yeah. The more like, of it that exists the more likely someone's going to click on it and want to spend time Exactly. Because once you start, I mean, I, you know. They only I'm, care about people weekend of. Yeah, I know. It's a weird, I don't know anything really about their business model and how, why that would matter, truly. Like, I would think you'd play the long game because it's a subscription service. It's not like. It's crazy, man. I know. Yeah, well, like, uh, Stephen and I, you know, we had our whole thing oh, yeah. about it. Well, look, here's it's the just, thing. They used to save shows. And now yeah. it feels like they only kill shows. So I was talking to somebody a few years ago about the OA. <laughs> and so I, I love the OA oh, the first season. Oh. I have not seen the second season. I mean, I mean, I, even I, the first season. I love the first season. I know people have complicated feelings. I will say, as much as I, you know, as much as I understand the frustration with Netflix, and I think that it's easy to forget, they also take risks with their programming even if they don't keep it like i don't think any other place would have had the oa very risky show weird episode lengths they'll, sh- they'll produce tone. anything yeah and i guess they don't keep keeping things is is the challenge i don't know anything about well, also it's model. like they never know what's going to be like they pour money in things they think are going to be successes but yeah. the things that are actually successes are usually things they weren't paying a ton of attention to yeah it's funny it's like you but the then show. but then they'll give them a ton of money and like let them keep doing their thing yeah so like it's we're getting four of you right they're doing another yes. season and i think it's gonna be set in england actually i thought he was in paris at the so end i think it. he was in paris but what I'm reading on Deadline about like the people they cast, the girl from Ghosts. Oh, okay, uh, but he's British. not. He's not going to deal with Emily in Paris. I mean, they, they got the marketing. Right they got to do it right. Train right away. Just saying, it's right there. It's it's like going from this New York to Philly. Looks like Lily Collins. Right, exactly. Oh Her my fashion gosh. design is so unique. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like hello, you. <laughs> and and but he's I like, don't really read. <laughs> <laughs> this is what, this is media the social media obsessed emily and and uh joe goldberg what do you mean you don't have a social media let's make you one yes exactly and then suddenly he gets arrested it's all emily it's emily all, takes him down exactly Holy putting him everywhere shit. putting him in like a champagne ad like expats love like uh whatever it is right. spraying having champagne sprayed on them right, i right. love what's her face back in the burbs and america's like hey wait a second yeah exactly <laughs> sus okay weird Thought he was dead 
I, I love that show. I actually think, I, I was thinking in my head of my favorite shows of all time. Degrassi mm-hmm. is obviously the first one. Right. But you, 100% up there. I'm, I think it's fun because when you first started, everyone online uh, would only refer to Joel Goldberg as Dan Humphrey. Yes. Uh, and now they don't do that anymore. They don't. He, he has managed to supplant his previous uh, character. Though they're all, they're one and the same, obviously. Let's be honest. But yes, you're right. He has created an iconic character and having been on an iconic show, that, that has a reboot on. So it would have been easy to conflate the two. Yeah, he's really... Yeah, he's not going to be on that reboot, that's for sure. They don't oh, over there. No, he is not. I don't think they're going to get any of the previous people on that reboot. They, they have gotten people um, who were not the main, like, six cast members. Uh-huh. I don't think they're going to get... I think it'd be too distracting because it's like, oh, why... Right, they would take over the show yeah. if any of them showed up. And why would they be there? Exactly. Why would any of them go back to that high school? That was a terrible place for them. <laughs> right, it was, it was really... They were stalked, like, for six years by, like, that girl's boyfriend. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was weird. It Only was trauma exists in those halls. Only trauma. Just like... Just like Riverdale. Just like the trauma boys. Okay. Just like the trauma boys of Riverdale. Yeah. Well, I didn't see a teaser for next week's episode. Me I never watch them because I feel like it'll fuck up my brain for this episode. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, my brain's already... Yeah, we're, we're all broken. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's so, okay. Um, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at RileyTweets, um, and you can find us on the Instagram at the Riverdale Register Podcast. Podcast. Yeah, you'll find Instagram. us. We're the only people who have that name. <laughs> so yeah, what about you, John? Who else would? Who else would? Uh, nowhere else. Not your blog? Not going to pay I, I just haven't written on any, there on anything. Cool. I can't really sell it at this point. Cool. You can, you can start saying the Riverdale Register Instagram if you want. Oh, that would, uh, but you're the one who uses it the eh, most. Yeah, people don't know that. Yeah, let's just give you something I'm to say. I'm just happy to be here. Just happy to be here. Cool. Yeah. Anyway, happy birthday, Steven. And we will talk to you guys later. All Over right. and out, River Vixens. <laughs>